Hi, everyone. Yeah, I'm going to sing a song called In Silence. Everything in silence, I 
trust in God. There is another way to live this life, surrounded by love and let Jesus thrive. Rest in His glory, released from worry, safe in His arms. In silence I hear everything. In silence I feel everything. In silence I Sava. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. That was a very powerful movie. Uh, yesterday, um, we were watching it and all the different ones that uh, spoke, uh, Julie and Barbara, Laura, and the different ones. It was very touching. I think, too, during um, Barbara, when you were speaking, it's like... A, we have a, it's a big place we're in, a lot, like 5,000 square feet, but I don't know if there was a dry eye in the house uh, when you were speaking. <laughs> we were all so, everybody was so touched um, by, you know, the love and the transparency and, and everything. And so, yeah, that's the feeling, uh, how, how expansive this is. And even though, um, Helen Schuckman, the scribe of the Course, had said, ah, at last, a pathway to God for intellectuals. Uh, so many of us can identify with that. I know um, Deborah, who spoke early uh, on yesterday, was talking about that. But, um, you know, it's, it's about being activated. And um, whereas there are pathways in many beautiful traditions that emphasize um, um, contemplation uh, or that emphasize long, long periods of meditation. Uh, the Course uh, is one that it really feels like being called to actively participate in the mind training with, as you go through those workbook lessons with eyes open, eyes closed, uh, as you are sent through the day with all these images and all these uh, encounters and typical human interactions, social interactions, uh, it's almost like in the midst of all that, Jesus is dropping down this, here I need you, I need, to, need you to be activated and serve me and listen to me. And that we oftentimes try to listen in meditation, that's what meditation really is, being very receptive and listening, but but he, 
Jesus wants to listen all through the day. He wants to come through and guide our, our steps, not in a ritualistic way, but in a, I love you, I'm here for you. This is so important. We can extend, we can do this together. And uh, yeah, I really feel that with these online retreats, you know, there's, it's, you start to get activated, like you watch Argo and you go, oh, if, if that can happen, like Stephanie wrote in another comment saying, wow, I'm, I'm ready, I'm ready. Like I, maybe I took a secondary role, I think in my life on earth, but now I'm seeing like, wow, if I'm activated and I'm ready and I'm willing, then uh, wow, here we go, I'm jumping in. And uh, that's the feeling I think that, we, that we're feeling and so, but as we go into that, since this is the art of listening, Kirsten has a, a lesson, an experiential lesson to lead us in that, right in that direction. Mm, yeah. Yeah, good morning, everyone. <laughs> so lovely to see all the hands. Oh, wonderful. Yes, this morning I... Um, I was praying and the word listen kept coming. Listen, listen, listen. And, and uh, there's a lesson 106. Let me be still and listen to the truth. Where he literally says, be still and listen. Or be listening nine times in one lesson. <laughs> so this is the perfect lesson for this retreat. And uh, so I'm just going to read through um, this lesson and you can all just settle in, sit so you're comfortable, close your eyes if you'd like to. And this is one of those lessons that just is like a washing and a, a setting of the direction for our mind. Because Jesus wants the direction of our thinking, the direction of our prayer, the direction of our attention to be inward towards this inner listening all through the day. Not just when we're sitting physically with our eyes closed in meditation, but there is a training to come into this art of listening so that no matter whether your body is busy or still, your eyes are open or closed. You want to get so trained in this direction of inner listening that this is who we're listening to all the time and who we're asking to be directed by all the time and where we know the answer is, where we know the solution is all the time. Let me be still and listen to the truth. If you will lay aside the ego's voice, however loudly it may seem to call, if you will not accept its petty gifts that give you nothing that you really want, if you will listen with an open mind that has not told you what salvation is, then you will hear the mighty voice of truth quiet in power, strong in stillness, and completely certain 
in its messages. Listen and hear your Father speak to you through his appointed voice, which silences the thunder of the meaningless and shows the way to peace to those who cannot see. Be still today and listen to the truth. Be not deceived by voices of the dead, which tell you they have found the source of life and offer it to you for your belief. Attend them not, but listen to the truth. Be not afraid today to circumvent the voices of the world. Walk lightly past their meaningless persuasion. Hear them not. Be still today and listen to the truth. Go past all things which do not speak of him who holds your happiness within his hand, held out to you in welcome and in love. Hear only him today and do not wait to reach him longer. Hear one voice today. Today the promise of God's word is kept. Hear and be silent. He would speak to you. He comes with miracles a thousand times as happy and as wonderful as those you ever dreamed or wished for in your dreams. His miracles are true. They will not fade when dreaming ends. They end the dream instead and last forever, for they come from God to his dear son, whose other name is you. Prepare yourself for miracles today. Today, allow your father's ancient pledge to you and all your brothers to be kept. Hear him today and listen to the word which lifts the veil that lies upon the earth and wakes all those who sleep and cannot see. God calls to them through you. He needs your voice to speak to them. For who could reach God's son except his father, calling through yourself? Hear him today and offer him your voice to speak to all the multitude who wait to hear the word that he will speak today. Be ready for salvation. It is here and will today be given unto you and you will learn your function from the one who chose it in your father's name for you. Listen today and you will hear a voice which will resound throughout the world through you. The bringer of all miracles has need that you receive them first and thus become the joyous giver of what you received. 
Thus does salvation start, and thus it ends. When everything is yours, and everything is given away, it will remain with you forever. And the lesson has been learned. Today we practice giving, not the way you understand it now, but as it is. Each hour's exercises should begin with this request for your enlightenment. I will be still and listen to the truth. What does it mean to give and to receive? Ask and expect an answer. Your request is one whose answer has been waiting long to be received by you. It will begin the ministry for which you came and which will free the world from thinking giving is a way to lose. And so the world becomes ready to understand and to receive. Be still and listen to the truth today. For each five minutes spent in listening, a thousand minds are open to the truth and they will hear the holy word you hear. And when the hour is past, you will again release a thousand more who pause to ask that truth be given them along with you. Today, the holy word of God is kept through your receiving it to give away, so you can teach the world what giving means by listening and learning it of him. Do not forget today to reinforce your choice to hear and to receive the word by this reminder, given to yourself as often as is possible today. Let me be still and listen to the truth. I am the messenger of God today. My voice is his to give what I receive. Mm. That's beautiful. That's just how intimate this, this awakening is as you even give yourself over to, to the lesson of the day or to the, your text reading, you know, it's, it does remind me of a, of a, of a workbook lesson, the hush of heaven holds my heart today. It's that hush, mm. it's that 
stillness that comes when you are in contact with this transmission that comes directly from Jesus. And I've gone through and I've read sections from the text and workbook lessons, but I was listening this morning and to the text reading and then I was just getting deeper and deeper and everything get, got softer and softer and just getting into the hush. And that's when the words were spoken. The sight of Christ is all there is to see. The song of Christ is all there is to hear. The hand of Christ is all there is to hold. There is no journey but to walk with him. It's what we've been talking about, like all through the day. Walk with him. Walk with him. Just every, give everything over. Don't compartmentalize your spiritual journey as, okay, I've got 20 minutes in the morning and I'll try to squeeze in, you know, that oftentimes is how it starts as we practice the course, but, but this is where it's heading. It's heading to to a very devotional walk with Christ. And, and then the workbook lesson for today is the, that came after that was the peace of God is shining in me now. And, and the beautiful lines, why wait for heaven? Heaven is in you and you are home. And, and those who seek the light are merely covering their eyes. The light is in them now. So we have all this light and love to share right now. It's not something that we have to build up or we have to accumulate or it's not something where we have to kind of try to store our love energy up, you know, to let it be released to the world. It's, it's there right now and it just takes our, our willingness and our attention to walk with Christ and, and also to just suspend judgments, to let go of thinking how your environment needs to look and how, how things should go and, and what, would, what would be so helpful. And if only you could rearrange things in the world a bit, you know, then you could walk with Christ. You know, it's a very tempting idea, you know, if I could just, you let me just tinker in there and move a few things around, uh, then I could walk with Christ. And I know in my life, it's, there's been hermitages and travels. And one particular, uh, after many years of traveling, uh, uh, coming to this little place I called the Peace House, and, and it, I went through some interesting mind-watching experiences with this little house, but I do remember when I got the prompt to look into the newspaper and it was a woman who goes and rescues little kittens. Uh, she's a little rescue mission. And so she had two little female kittens. Uh, but she was, I talked to her on the phone and, and then um, she said, would you take a kitten into your house? I said, yes. And then, talked a little further would you would you mind just taking the sister she only has three legs and I said oh that's fine too and ended up taking these little kittens that were terrified um, 
when they when I got them and they, they scurried the hide under the furniture. But that was a precious time of of stillness with me and these kittens there at this peace house as we we got into this hush. Uh, somehow we were just taken into it, all of us. And it wasn't long as they started to grow that we would all meditate together and and they would sit on my lap and it was as if the world was disappearing. Like it was as if we had the whole universe right there in our hush. And and their eyes would open very slowly and they'd look at me and we'd do a lot of eye gazing. It wasn't a lot of words. A few meows here and there. Uh but nothing not much words, no talking about anything. Didn't have the TV on, just occasionally a romp outside in the sunshine. But it's, it was simple. It just was, it, it takes you in. It doesn't require very much at all to go into this hush as we're doing now was with this lesson. We all just easily slipped in with. Svava's song, and then Jason's invitation, and then Kirsten's reading, we all just all slipped into the hush together. And that's what this is all about. You know, it's like we're here as mighty companions to remind each other it can be that simple. Maybe it's not something that's reinforced in the world, but who cares? We're here to reinforce it among each other. We're here to to say, oh, it's delicious, it's, it's scrumptious, it, it calls you in, like, come and sink in here, try this, see how this feels. And amazingly, everything reconfigures and we, we go closer and closer to a whole new world, a whole new perception of the world, just through the hush, through entering. And it's funny with all you know we with all the questions we we're here ready again to go through a lot of your questions but but wow, we're right in the hush and <laughs> and the hush is the answer I'll tell you there's going to be nothing that I can say or do that will even compare to the hush the hush of heaven yeah, and it's about realizing that it is truly all that we want. Uh, really, it is all that we want. And and having the worthiness to put this first, you know, to and and the training to remember it, to keep remembering, oh, what is my priority again? What is my heart's desire again? And and to keep coming back to it. Because it it is from it comes from the inside out like this gift it comes from god to us to then be given away and and so our our life's purpose is to remember this is to realize this it's a it's a reversal of thinking from it's out there and i need to find it well my joy is coming it's in the future and I need to do something. I will do something. I will find my my purpose or my way to to get it. Whereas Jesus is constantly telling us our means are forgiveness. It's releasing that belief, releasing the external desire to 
to come back, to receive, to be given all that we truly need and we want. And there's instructions if that's what we need. And then it's in the following from, from God, from the Spirit, that we're in the experience of, of having received to be able to give. And this, this different world arises from that experience. It, it comes from us. We are the ones radiating the love, the truth, salvation. It comes from me. It comes from me as my gift to receive and to give. So it's, yeah, and the fact that we know this now, that we can devote our lives to this now, is just wonderful. You know, in this lesson, Jesus is saying, you know, this is, this is your ministry. This is it. It's here now. Salvation is here now. And we're the ones to receive and bring this gift through our awareness. And to just, there's no pressure in that. It's who I am. It's like a flower giving away fragrance. It's like the wind that comes through the trees. It's, it's just who we are. And allowing that to be given away in whatever way we're guided to share. Yeah, I think it's a permission, you know, to, to go into the stillness and this hush. It, you really have to give yourself permission. You know, it's not the ways of the world. The world is bigger, better, faster, more. What have you done for me lately? Achieve, accomplish, accumulate. Uh, it's future, future, future. Even the most optimistic of the ego, ego's teaching is always about the future, the future. It may even try to tell us that it will get better in the future, which it, it doesn't even believe because it believes that you're going to die and you're going to burn in hell is basically the ego's philosophy. It doesn't have a shred of optimism, it's a death wish. How would you get any optimism out of a death wish? You know, it, it may try to cover itself and fool you into thinking it's got something to offer, but a death wish has nothing to offer. But I was really, during the break yesterday, between the session that I shared with you all and the, and the movie session, Argo, I pulled my phone out, I had a, a bowl of soup and I pulled my phone out and uh, I was just looking and Jesus was saying, go to, to your friend Greg, Greg O, you know, and, and, and I went to this song called No Future and it's, oh, it's such a delightful song because that's not what you're going to hear from the world. You're not going to hear me talk about manifesting something in the future. You're not going to hear me go on and on about a better life that God has for you in the future, it's really not there. You know, the, the Course, if you really want it straight, uh, Jesus teaches the past is gone and the future is but imagined. These concerns are but defenses against pre present change of focus. So I'm here saying to you, let's dive into the rabbit hole of present change of focus. Let's go for the change in purpose in our mind. Let's not pawn it off into the future because that can still, you know, Jesus says in the Course in the immediacy of salvation section, he says, be not content with future 
happiness. You believe that that comes from Jesus Christ? Be not content with future happiness. It is not your just reward. For you have cause for freedom now. Oh my, that, that's cranking it up. That's, that's like saying the gateway to the kingdom of heaven is this very instant. And if you want to drop down that rabbit hole with Jesus, it will make you exceedingly happy. But it's not a matter of time. It's a matter of your desire to drop down into that hush. And I really see that. I mean, I see that, that um, I was just sinking so deep with just the melody and this instruments playing in the background of this no future, no future, no future. You're not going to hear that from the world. You're not going to hear that from anything or anyone in the world uh, because the world is always about a better future. And Jesus is saying, it's actually not it either. I mean, when I was 40 years old, uh, I found out what my name in this world meant, my given name. I know a lot of times people go through spiritual ashrams and they come out with seven or eight, 10 different names. The guru names them a different one. But I have, was given a name, and the first name I was given was David, and I was named after King David in the Bible. You know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want the, the beautiful 23rd Psalm. I was named after that, that, after David. I was named after King David. They said, you know, Jesus was in the lineage of David, but we know Christ has really no lineage. Christ is one with God, period, and there is no Jewish or Arab or... American or European, you know, that's all a bunch of fluff. But basically, um, I didn't really know what my last name meant until they told, I asked, somebody said, well, how many F's in your last name? And they said, Meister is, is German, it means master. And I was told I was the master of hope. Um, David, after King David, and the master of hope. That's my official title, David, the master of hope. And you know what, though? I'm here to tell you that hope is a future idea. I, I'm, I'm giving up the name. Uh, I'd rather take Christ on. I'd rather take my God-given name uh, than take on this earth name of Master of Hope because I'll tell you the truth, hope still implies something around the future. There's still something about the future in hope. And there's, if you want to go into the hush of heaven, you have to give up it, give it all, give your name away. Uh, that's lesson 184. The name of God is my inheritance. And God gave me a name called Christ. And I am happy to now take on that name and let go of the master of hope and David and all that other linear stuff. So this is all of us. This is our invitation. And that's why we need each other as, as mighty companions, because we're not here to try to make the world a better place. We're here to leave the linear construct behind. And we're not here to improve anything in this world. I'm not into self-improvement. Uh, I, I was into self-improvement for quite a few years, and I was in the self-help section of the library quite a lot. But actually, the self that I am doesn't need any help at all. <laughs> It was created perfect by God, so I don't need self-help to realize what God created. I just need willingness. 
to accept the truth of my nature. And I think we can say for sure that, that just relaxing and surrendering to this moment, to the present moment entirely, offers everything, really. It, it's not like a, an intermediate step. This is not something where you surrender to the present moment and then you go, what's next? <laughs> there is no next with this, you know, that's why it's a bit scary to the ego. It, it, it's, not, uh, it's not just a step towards something in the future, it's actually, it's actually walking with Christ is, is uh, surrendering everything of this world, including time. Mm -hmm. and, and I can tell you, if you want to be indescribably happy, this is the way. <laughs> all you have to do is let go of all concerns of time. And that's where you go into this indescribable happiness. Will you be cared for? Yes. Uh, I had to go for this at some point. I'm, even there was Course in Miracles students around me and Course in Miracles teachers that were that were saying, "Don't don't get too carried away with this, David." And I said, "Carried away with the present moment? How can you get too carried away with the present moment?" You know, don't don't get too supernatural. Mm. The moment is is very supernatural. Uh, don't get too mystical with this. Keep it practical. I couldn't find anything in the world that was as practical as now, and and I think that's that allowed me to like kind of go off into the woods and often these different experiences, eye gaze, gazing experiences, where I had these revelatory experiences with of the great rays and and i was like wow this is what the book was talking about but this is an actual experience mm -hmm. you've got a book that that actually was was taking this very very sincerely mm -hmm. and practicing it all through the day yeah yeah i wanted to um i know many of you are familiar with this book i married a mystic and some you know in canada Sarah and her group there actually went through it together. Um, and this was written, um, it was, the core of it is my first three years with David. And um, I just, I highly recommend it if you haven't read it, because it's an experiential guidebook in a way of how to open up and practice because it, it was it's literally my experience as I was going through it coming from being brand new um, to the course to awakening I'd been into the course lessons for six months when I met David so by the time I got to the peace house it was maybe nine months into it and and every day was completely devoted to listening and following and applying the lesson and then seeing the miracles and then being with someone who was so clear and so happy in contrast to what was happening in my mind as I was going through seeing the blocks to love's awareness and realizing my self-concept was basically taking over everything in my life and I was operating from so many unconscious beliefs. I always had this reference point of 
he's happy. I'm not okay. There's something to forgive. <laughs> so it was fast in the sense that I, I couldn't deceive myself that I was happy when I was around someone genuinely happy, like the spirit genuinely happy. I'd be like, okay, I'm pretending or I'm, there's something underneath I can feel. So it was very rapid. It was like a, a dissolving away in the presence of the truth um, that happened really fast. And every morning I would wake up and it's still every morning, first thing I wake up, it's good morning, Jesus. I give this, this day as yours. Or good morning, God. I just want to be with you. There's a prayer that's there. It's, it's an automatic uh, opening of my mind to this day belonging to God. And, and then move from there, you know, into the prayer, into meditation, into the, the listening for the day. The connection with the spirit is the priority. So during these first years, um, th there's just this demonstration of, of what it looked like for me. And some of it will apply, you know, some of it different, maybe different for you. But every, mo every morning in the, in the prayer and the asking, the purpose of it was this experience of the connection. Because when you have that as a reference point of what is true, then you can go through the rest of the day more easily recognizing when you're caught up in the ego or your focus is on the external world. It's like, oh, that's right. My anchor, I want to come back to my anchor yeah. and, and know that that's the solution. So, yeah, there's so many questions that I asked. Um, going through the, the looking at specialness, looking at attachment, looking at my purpose, looking at unconscious beliefs, realizing the unconscious beliefs as they came up to be seen. And, and I think part of the reason why it's such a gift is that there's an attitude all through this book of say yes to the healing don't push it away realizing that that my whole day was being given to me by jesus for the healing of my mind now don't miss it don't push it off don't judge it as wrong the guilt always comes up when you're going through healing, of course, because we're healing the guilt in our mind, the, the guilt that we believe we're separate from God and we're responsible for why we're feeling the way we are or responsible for the error. But this is a demonstration of, of realizing I'm so loved. I'm so loved. God wants me to heal. Jesus is here to help. <laughs> The Holy Spirit's available. And so that's really the message I want to share with you is, is we this is our purpose and and applying this awareness to every day is what anchors us in the remembrance of this. Yeah, yeah this this is actually we can talk about it on the heels of that Argo movie, because this was our Argo. <laughs> uh, basically you know, person coming over and saying, well, I've got, I'm on disability from New Zealand. I've had a, two head injuries and, and I have trouble 
sleeping and and I have trouble with my energy and all these kind of things. And, and as we mentioned uh, the first time we were together, when we talked about it, how coming over and getting into purpose, just answering the phone uh, was a big thing. There was a lot of heat that came through in the body that was just a representation of, I'm saying yes, spirit, I'm here I am. I, I, I'm even feeling at times disabled, but I, I am so willing, I'm willing to say yes, I'm willing to answer the phone and be used. And then the words just started coming out of your mouth. And then I, I want to share this as our Argo because, uh, you know, it wasn't like, um, for me, at this point, I had already traveled around the United States and, and Canada and to South America and, and had done extensive world travels and and many communications going on with people from all over the world. But I think this was our Argo in the sense that if you think that you're going to have to practice this and prepare yourself for three to five to 10 to 20 years before you finally let Jesus know that you're ready uh, to be used in the plan, you've got something else coming. Uh, this is exactly what Argo was. You know, that Mendez... Uh, that agent Mendez got called in, and um, he went. He sprung into action, even though he was kind of um, separated from his wife. He had issues going on with that, and his son wanted to see him more, and he had all those kind of family things going on. That didn't seem to bother the spirit. It's like, oh, you, Mr. Mendez, you're on. You're on. Uh, we're going to do an, an escape mission. Uh, and and you're going to to be the one, and and he had to say yes at some point. He had to say yes, even though they were making jokes when he was getting dropped off at the airport about, you know, him maybe being tortured or killed or not uh, not returning. You know, he's saying, you know, I, I'd like to take along some books to read, and his his friend is like saying, well, you know, you know, if if you're not captured and tortured then maybe maybe you know he was trying to give it to him straight like oh no you're on a very intense what seems to be risky mission and in one sense when we came together that was Kirsten's position it was like she was she it took a lot of faith actually to come over from New Zealand many witnesses telling her you're going you're going you're going to the peace house you're going to America to convince her to even make that trip across the the Pacific Ocean, and then uh, one of the stories in the book too, I believe, is is because it's got a couple rings on on there. We were we were actually heading to South America. Now in Argo, you saw that they all had to have fake identities. Mendez had to have a fake identity to go over there. They all had to have fake passports, fake identities, and so in one sense, our Argo was is like, okay, we're going. South America to teach the course and we're going to teach a predominantly um, most 95 plus percent of the people raised in South America are Catholic and yet these are people that are now transcending Catholicism and are getting into the deeper teachings of the course but we're going to go down there and we're going down there as a married couple were we married no, we weren't legally married, but Jesus was sending us in 
instead of into Iran, we were being sent into South America as a married couple. Were we dishonest? No. Uh, when, listen, when you follow Jesus and he tells you something, he says you're going as a married couple, you're going as a married couple. Married or not, you're going. Uh, because it was more about reaching the audience. Most of these people have been raised in Catholicism and, and they're gonna hear the message from a man and a woman um, speaking it better than a single man or a single woman. But we did have to have some props, just like uh, all of them in Argo had to have their passports and their props. So we were down in Florida and uh, one day um, we we're out driving down in Florida and um, and I just got the strongest prompt to, to get a ring. Uh, if I'm going down as a husband uh, to South America, I need some props. Uh, and Jesus prompted me to go to Kmart, uh, to the jewelry section in Kmart, and to get a ring, uh, which for me was like, okay, I listen, I follow. I'm, on, I'm in for this whole thing, a trip to... South America, I'm supposed to be married and I'm supposed to teach the course and it's supposed to look that way. Be you in charge, you know, you're the one who's, but this is a good idea. This is why I call it our Argo because for us, this was, this took a lot of willingness for me to, to, to put a ring on and to go down to uh, South America, to Colombia and, and to, to do this, it was, took a lot of willingness, but I was in a, a willing state. A mystic follows whatever the guidance and the instructions are. And then maybe you can share because as we, we went into the Kmart and I went back to the jewel, had a wonderful holy encounter yeah, to buy the ring. So happy having this holy encounter with the woman behind the counter. And I was like, what is happening to my life? Like everything is it's just like in that movie. It felt like I was in a movie and Jesus was taking us on this really fast ride of out of the box, unknown, out of the box, just follow me, trust me, I've got you. And so David's in there having this holy encounter. I'm like, I need a wedding ring. And the woman's like, like oh, let me help you. She was so happy to get this wedding ring with him. And I was I was hiding. I hid behind it was a, the clothing store area was right by the jewelry store. So I'm kind of hiding. Is he really going to get a ring? Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> so I like watched him. I didn't have to look up at some point like, where's Kirsten? And I, I saw her like hiding behind this clothing rack. Like her head was peeking up like she was. <laughs> I was too scared to go up in case she then was going to get me a ring because it was too fast. <laughs> I needed to go slow, so I felt much safer just watching David get his ring. So then he came out of this. He came out, and I met him as we walked out of the store. He was so happy with his ring, like playing with his ring, like, "Oh, look, <laughs> I've got my look ring." What Jesus got look me. what Jesus got me. <laughs> and so we took a drive down to the down to the water and we drove through all these streets and took several turns and and it was a miracle that we even got there and we took this walk along the waterfront and there was a holy encounter in the middle of this walk i met this 80 year old man sitting there with these like whiskers and he was sitting and we started having this holy encounter and he started saying that he just I felt my heart go out to him and he was just so sad and depressed. And he said he just, he felt this deep loneliness 
coming up and I could just feel this miracle working opportunity. Like, wow, Jesus has sent me here um, to be with him. And he said, you know, I've, I just, and he said, and I don't even know why I'm telling you this, but I've never, I've never been, there's been no affection and I've never, I haven't been kissed in like 50 years or something. And I just felt prompt. I just offered him my cheek and he just kissed me on the cheek. And then he just lit up and I lit up and he kissed again on the cheek and again and again, <laughs> all these kisses on the cheek. And then it was, it was, that was the end of our encounter. I was like, wow, this is so beautiful. I just offer you this blessing. And I went back to David and I was so happy to tell him what happened in this encounter of, of meeting this man and feeling all this love of God in my heart and, and that I was just there to love. I was there to offer this, this unconditional innocence of this love. And so then we got back in the car and we started driving and I heard Jesus tell me, if you go past the same store, go in and get a ring. I was like, oh good, there's no way we're going to find that store because we'd gone through this whole circuitous route to get down to the harbor. So I didn't tell David the prompt. I did that a few times throughout this process. If I heard the prompt and was too scared to say it out loud, I had to be shown that it was true by it playing out. And then we drive past the store and I'm like, oh my God, there it is. David, turn left. He just swung the car. He just trusts it completely. He just swung the car. Back full circle, back in full Kmart again. Back into Kmart again. And I told him, I said, Jesus told me if we come back past the same store to go in and get a ring. He's like, oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> so I thought, that's we cool. <laughs> Jesus is giving us each rings. I think that's good props. <laughs> good props for both of us. The bride and the groom should each have a... Thing. And mind you, we were not legally married or anything. This is why it's an Argo story. You know, we're going in there with props. And now for years I've had people say, were you married or not? You know, it's like, you're missing the whole point. Everything is prop. Everything to do with the personhood. Everything to do with, with uh, the time and space construct is fake. It's all fake. It's, it is all fake news every day. Everything is fake. In fact, Jesus even says at one point, the atonement is the awareness that the separation never happened. Well, if the separation never happened, that means the world never happened. That means time and space never happened. That must mean the atonement shows you that the body never happened. No single instant does the body exist at all. So get used to this construct of time and space is just symbols that the ego made, and it doesn't mean anything. You know, the ego strings together stories and marriages and divorces and boyfriends and girlfriends and relatives and Course in Miracles teachers and students and all this. It's all make-believe, but you have to actually, like in Argo, you know, they actually made a fake movie. They, a good fake movie. A good fake movie. <laughs> if I'm going to make a, a bad movie, it's going to be the best bad movie ever. You know, it, you know, the, they needed funding. They they had to go through all the steps, all the steps as if it was a real movie. Yeah. You know, the Hollywood the press junket. They had to do the whole thing. Believe me, we could tell you in our experiences of these last ten years, we've had to 15. we've had to go through visa things. Uh, 
Oh, but just on the tail end of the marriage symbol, because there's such an integrity and and there's an integrity behind the use of the symbols, you know, being like, listen and follow and accept that this is God's plan. And these are the symbols being used for God's plan. So we, um, and then we went to a wedding garden one day, we went out and, and we were suddenly in this wedding garden. And then all these vows came through, just spontaneous in the moment. These beautiful experiences of, of listen, follow. It's all for you. It's like an arranged marriage. An arranged marriage in, in, by Jesus yeah. is what it was for very important purposes. This is no kind of joke. Yeah. If you think following Jesus and use, using the symbols in integrity with what Jesus wants is something casual or some kind of a joke, it's not. I'll tell you, it it is. You have such honor, like, okay, mm. this is what you want. I will do it. <laughs> I don't even know if I understand it, but I know that it's going to be used for your purposes. Yeah. And that was what was with it. Yeah, yeah. And all of these stories we could share. When someone said, well, are you really married? Or how did it happen? And do you have rings? It's like we needed the props to be able to convey to those who don't understand <laughs> like, well, yes, there was a ceremony. Yes, there was vows. Yes, there were rings. Yes. No, this yeah. is about this unconditional love. And, and we were going to Argentina and the woman who'd invited us to Argentina, Maria Cristina, you are Mary Christ. You are. She was this um, beautiful course of miracles teacher. And David had um, found the tickets, so we were going. We we're flying down to Argentina. It was all set. We were going as a couple, and then right before we were going to fly, she called David, and her voice just had dropped like two or three octaves. She was like, "David, David, you can, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to cancel the whole thing. You can't come. You, you just—it's a really bad time. Something's happened, and you can't come." And David said, oh, tell me about it. What's happened? And, and she went on to describe that um, her and her husband of 32, 32 years, years um, he had had an affair. She just found out about it. And their whole marriage may be completely dissolving. And David listened and listened. And he said, well, well, he said, we are going to come. I've got the tickets. But we're coming because it's our honeymoon. And that was enough to lift her up from three octaves. <laughs> and she's like, oh, a honeymoon? You're coming, you're coming on a honeymoon? Oh, well, okay, okay. I think, you, I think we could still have a gathering. No, and went from impossible, impossible to come. To come. <laughs> and we went there and this was Jesus' plan. The whole thing was his plan. We were to mm. we go and all these people came and all of these miracles and this incredible healing happened between her mm. and her husband and her children. This is a miracle too because I don't mm. pick, David is not picking those words. It's like when I'm giving a talk, like Wayne Dyer, when Wayne Dyer walks on the stage, actually Maria Christina translated for Wayne Dyer when and all the lights went out and it was very mystical. But just like with Wayne Dyer, when he goes on a stage, he doesn't know what he's going to say. And at that moment, when somebody who's a friend of yours is, is speaking from a state of deep depression and hurt, very low octaves, like, oh, it's terrible. My husband, you know, it's, it's, it's awful. Please don't come now. It, it was Jesus who said, we're coming down on our honeymoon. 
you have to understand that that when you are willing to say that prayer at the beginning of the course, I am here to be only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent me will direct me. I am content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me, and I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. You, you have to come into the surrender that I talked about yesterday. My life is not my own. I, I totally, I mean, I mean it. I give it all to you. Jesus, you will speak the words through me. You will take care of the finances. You will pick the relationships. You will pick the assignments. You will direct me what country to go to. And even on the phone, uh, we already had the tickets purchased. Uh, it was still letting Jesus lead the way. We're coming on our honeymoon. And then all of a sudden, the opening was there. Because Jesus is orchestrating he says this in the Course, if you'll be a miracle worker for me, I will orchestrate time and space. This is not some intellectual course that you sit around as a person and read for 10 or 20 or 30 years and begin to spout the, the words and write books and do workshops and so forth and make a Course in Miracles career. This is actually about waking up to heaven. This is actually about letting Jesus direct your your mind and, and all your actions. And, and believe me, this wasn't my first Argo. You know, I, I wasn't like kind of shaking, thinking, uh-oh, person's just shown up and the cats, we got a couple cats, Kirsten, that's all we had in the Peace House at that point, was two female cats, one three-legged, one four-legged, and us two, and everybody else had, had gone on. But I wasn't like shaking in the boots because I was like, I was having so many miracles with Jesus from back like in the 80s, in the 1980s. And what year was this? Something about 2005? 2005. This was 2005, and I've been having so many miracles with Jesus. So for me, getting the prompt to go down to South America as a couple, getting the prompt to get a ring and, and saying, we're coming on our honeymoon, this wasn't even new for me. This was like, back of the hand miracles. This is like this is like everyday kind of occurrences because it so many had happened for so many years, starting back in the in the eighties, the late nineteen eighties, that that it didn't even surprise me. It's like you're on a magic carpet ride, a whole new world, a new fantastic point of view. You know, it's like on the wings of love, up and above the clouds, the only way to fly is on the wings of love. I mean, you got to really give it over to Jesus. Don't play small. Don't stick with the storyline. Don't stick with this, I'm born on such and such a day, and these are my parents, and here's my hurts and my issues and everything. That can go on for centuries. If you stick to that story, uh, it's just going to replay almost like a seeming reincarnation. It's just going to play out in many, many different forms. And you just, it's just like going nowhere, much to do about nothing. That's what Shakespeare calls it. But if you give yourself over to this course and really to Jesus, this wasn't even surprising for me. I was, I was kind of laughing along the way with it all because I thought, wow, this is going to get used, and this is the first time, believe me, that Jesus 
had me go on Argo as a, as a married couple. That had never happened before. But I still, it was one Argo adventure is, is actually the same as all of them. It, they all serve the same purpose, you know. So it was, for me, it wasn't surprising. And people still say, were you like faking getting married? I'm like, no. it's all fake. I mean, I, <laughs> Jesus is, is guiding us. It's just symbols. Symbols are fake, but they're not reality. Reality is light, divine light. And so even that time when I was in Hawaii with Gary Bernard and and uh, this big controversy was happening in the course community about whether art and persa were real or not. And, and anyway, I sat next to Gary in Hawaii and we, I did this whole talk. But I basically was saying, listen, it's all symbols. It's all fiction anyway. Why would you try to split up fiction into the fiction that really happened with art and persa and the fiction that never happened? I was trying to explain to everybody, why would you split fiction up into duality? The happened fiction and the unhappened fiction. Or even with this so-called marriage symbol, why would you break it up into the really married fiction or the, the fake married? You know, it's, it's all just symbols. I'm trying to teach this. It's all just symbols. And Gary smiled and he listened to me while I gave my whole teaching on true forgiveness and atonement and at the end he, he just he said and by the way it did happen <laughs> and I was like oh my god <laughs> but that's that, yeah. that gives the context for this this was yeah. there was so much prayer and mm. honor mm. and devotion that went into this use of symbols yeah really yeah 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 and when the amazing thing is that it's like when you can let yourself be given over to this like truly my life is yours you know how to wake me up basically I don't you know because I'm so identified with myself with my person with what I believe I'm capable of and what I what I think I would want and need to be happy but in this in this direction of inner listening of really giving it over saying it's, it's yours, my life is yours, then it's, it is, that's where the voice can reach us. That's where there's the opening and the opportunity for the miracle. Like the miracle is opening us up to the unknown. It's taking us beyond the fixed positions and the past into the adventure of the miracle, of the newness. Forgiveness releases us from the past. So how could we possibly know what it's going to be if it's coming from the spirit? No, we don't know the form. And that's the fun part. The, the more you feel safe with it, and we have to be convinced through miracles, like I was describing, I was hiding behind the clothes at first, like, whoa, what is happening to my life? But I was convinced, I was shown, this is what you want, this is what you want. We got down to South America and the opportunities to be of service to the spirit. No, to have these quick to be in a, a school environment, a gurge of school with teenage girls looking at me, going, You're not scared. You're not afraid. Like, talk to us, tell us more. Like, there's nothing more wonderful than finding yourself in a position where the spirit can use you to teach the undoing of fear. Oh. Yeah. And the other thing with Argo, remember in Argo how when they were trying to send them in as 
as like farmers or they were trying to use the bikes saying they could they could escape through bikes in the winter mm -hmm. 300 miles <laughs> six people on bikes in the winter in iran this is how the military of the united states was planning it you know oh, we'll send them on we put it or we'll, we'll be farmers except it's winter how you you're going to check on crops in the middle of the winter you know so you this is why we're talking about the symbols have to be congruent. It wasn't like we're just like, oh yeah, let's go fake like we're married down in South America. No, this was Jesus was sending us down there and we we truly had to be down there and and I'd say even more than most married couples, we had to be really attentive to our mind training. We're there to teach let Jesus use the symbol of a couple to teach enlightenment to teach peace of mind to teach to teach harmony and joy so this is an example one of the stories too is we go i think we went to we were at Cali, colombia and we were going to be teaching in front of all these mostly women uh who were all there and you know it's colombia is down near the equator everybody's you know wearing short like tank tops and halter tops and shorts and so on and so forth and so here we are, we've got, we got a man and a woman, we've got the rings, we're down there, coming down there to Cali, Columbia as a couple, except Kirsten's wardrobe was, she, she had turtleneck sweaters. Turtleneck sweaters in uh, Colombia. And when we would go and do these gatherings and speak, the women were kind of looking at her like she was like an alien. Like, where did you, where did you come out? Out of there, like in shorts and halter tops or shoulders, you know, and and it is the liposuction capital of the world yes. down there. People go there is like we're talking like models walking down the street. All of these girls have breast implants and liposuction and high heels and short short skirts. It's like everywhere you go, they're just like it looks like we're in the <laughs> Miss Universe capital, Miss Universe of, the capital of the world, uh, you know. And we're walking around, and she's wearing turtlenecks. Uh, down in, in the equator. Now, that would be like sending people over to check on the farmers in winter. You know, they were kind of looking at her until, and, and actually the woman we were staying with, Lily, she looked like Miss World. Our host was Miss World. Uh, and, and so I have, we're being hosted by Miss World and there's Miss Worlds everywhere. Uh, and then Kirsten's got her turtleneck and she's going to be speaking about forgiveness and the course and everything like this. And they're just looking at her funny. And, and I remember talking to Lily and I'm saying, I don't think this, she's dressed right uh, for the part. We need to go out shopping. And, and we did. And we did. We went out into the streets to go shopping to get a wardrobe that Jesus wanted. Jesus not only had to say you're a couple, you're a married couple, but now he has to dress dress you for the part, yeah. which was hilarious. I was just loving it. I'm like thinking, this is so great. Oh, I was, it was, it was a stretch, believe me. Cause we'd come down through, we drove down through America and we were at Unity Churches. So I had these skirts, you know, down past my knees and I had button up tops and I looked like an appropriate Unity Church, Course of Miracles kind <laughs> of vibe. And then when we got down there, she took me shopping and she got me this boob tube you know, and this mini skirt and you could see through the boob tube. I'm like, you can see my nipples. <laughs> I, 
can't be in front of a gathering wearing this top. She's like, girl, girl work it. What's work it? What, down almost the- like, what's special about your nipples? Why can't your nipples be showing? Why are you different to anybody else? I'm like, okay, Jesus, help me. Of course, Kirsten was trying to explain it. This is a course in miracles gathering. She's saying to Lily and me, I can't have my nipples showing at a course in miracles gathering. And I'm like, listen, Jesus is dressing you for the part here. This is about the, the message being heard and received. And you don't have to dress like an Eskimo uh, when you're down here at the, at the equator. But, yeah. So you flowed with it. I loosened up. I yeah. did. Oh, I flowed yeah, with it. Yeah, I loosened yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, I practiced yeah. forgiveness. I let go of all of my thoughts because I could see it. I, part of my self-concept had locked into almost, I don't care how I look now. I'm spiritual, you know. And I can kind of almost hide behind the clothes of nobody needs to know that I have a body almost. But the guys were there too, the men, and they were like, is there a body under those clothes? Like they were almost distracted by the fact that I was wearing yeah. kind of shapeless clothes. This is why this book is so practical is because, mm. you know, a lot of times people give, have a lot of nice high and mighty concepts, but but they don't really talk about nutrition. How does nutrition rate to relate to Jesus' teachings in the Course. How does uh, how you dress relate? How does exercise relate to what you're learning in the Course? How does finances and money relate? It's all here because because we had to face all the things that you all have to face every single day and we're facing them with Jesus and Jesus is instructing us, bring it back into your mind. Here, I'll I'll help you undo those beliefs and concepts you have about all these things. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's what the, the most important thing of the course is the practical application. Yeah. It doesn't do you any good if you just study it for 10, 20, 30 years and you don't actually apply it to your mind. It's, it's actually a misuse of the course to just leave it as kind of an intellectual, oh, I took that course or I'm still a person now. The course made me a happier person. That's not the goal of the Course, to make you a happier person. It's to wake you up to the Kingdom of Heaven. And to me, it, it wasn't just that that was a beautiful story of the clothing, but another thing is I think when I, I was down in New, New Zealand, I was wearing these sandals. Can you see them on there? <laughs> I was wearing these sandals down in New Zealand, but I wore socks and sandals down to New Zealand because Jesus guided me to wear socks and sandals in New Zealand. It was sometimes a bit cool and everything. Well, Kirsten can tell you what was going on in her mind uh, during me wearing my socks and sandals in New Zealand. Socks and sandals is very uncool in New Zealand. (laughs) It's just one of those fashion things, but it's very uncool. So, yeah, for a while I was got a little fixated on the socks and the sandals because <laughs> I was going through then this identity of we're a couple, I'm in this relationship, and this image is not matching up with what my idea of my image would be like <laughs> with who I would be with. They would not be wearing socks and sandals. Those were the thoughts <laughs> in your mind. I married a dork. <laughs> How can I teach the course that I'm... Walking around with a guy in sandals and socks. Yeah. I, I said, don't they do this in Switzerland? And it's not a New I'm Zealand sure they thing. Do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just so much to be undone. You know, yeah. so many. It's the self with this pride of this is how I am and this is how I want my world to be. 
Yeah. This is how my image is. And this is how I want. And you're part of my image now. So this is how I want you to be. Oh, it's like Jesus is unwinding us from all of it to be able to just be the light. What does the light have to do with <laughs> socks and sandals and rings and all of it? It's like the light doesn't take any of it seriously. The light is, is free, free of these thoughts and these beliefs yeah. to, to radiate and shine and, and just be offering this gift. Yeah. No, if you really so. want your life to be a comedy show, like the Lucille Ball episode, <laughs> just follow Jesus. You will be laughing at everything. I mean, that was the whole separation was the Son of God remembered not to laugh. But when you actually are in the miracle, everything is so funny. And, and there's so many miracles that you start to laugh at all kinds of things. You don't need stand-up comedians or you don't have to go to comedy movies to laugh. Everyday occurrences and appearances become very funny when you start to realize that, that nothing is what it seems, that, that everything is being used by Jesus to show you, don't take it seriously. Don't sweat the small stuff. Everything is small stuff. <laughs> you know? That's what Jesus is really teaching us. You, you are, are a holy child of God. You are perfectly innocent loved and loving and lovable and that's the message uh, that you have to carry like a torch mm. in your mind mm. yeah <laughs> well, i'm feeling i love the interactivity even though we've got so many great questions here i have color coded them there's so many i think i got through some of them but what about live questions after we just did the r told you our argo is are there any electronic hands uh that would would like to carry this ball forward. <laughs> and if so, uh, we can always come back and catch a few more uh, mm -hmm. that are written here. But now that we've just been on the Argo ride here, uh, maybe we can see what, if anybody has anything that is coming up. We definitely have hands. So here we go. First one up is Hazel. Go ahead, Hazel. Hi, Hazel. We see you. We see you. Um, you talking to me? Yes. I did not have my hand raised. Ah. Okay. Okay. So I'm just wondering um, if I, if this is being led by Jesus. <laughs> if there's anything you have to say, Jesus has given you a microphone. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, well, I'm just, uh, just so drawn into the whole um, process. It's, it's just so um, huh, incredibly uh, liberating. And I, 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 I'm so excited. I just can't wait. I can't wait to, to, just to get out of there, to get out there and start playing. <laughs> You're activated. People are activated. <laughs> I love it. That's the attitude. That's all you need is is that willingness. Like I can't wait to participate in this, and then watch those miracles just come flooding at you so fast. <laughs> 
just yeah get myself out of the way and um start living again yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's it oh wonderful hazel <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. that's why jesus picked you you let off that's the way to lead it off right there that's what this is all about Unmuted by the host, and I, clearly I'm not unmuted by the host. Oh, you're not now. We can hear you now. You were just first. Yeah, yeah. So it just keeps coming up. So uh, I will take that as as Jesus' intervention, and uh, be um, honored uh, <laughs> that, that, that there are no rules. You know, all of those rules are just. Yeah. <laughs> And their belief systems, and they're just not real. <laughs> yes. Overjoyed, yeah. Oh, overjoyed. Jesus thanks. transcends. Jesus even transcends electronic hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted and happy and uh, relieved that I am not in charge. Um, that, that Jesus is in the driver's seat, and, mm -hmm. and uh, wow. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, Hazel. All right. <laughs> okay, the next hand from Jesus is Helen Joseph. Go ahead, Helen. <laughs> Hello, hello everyone. Can you hear, see me? Yes. Yes, hi. Yeah, hello, hello. <laughs> so I'm very, I'm very happy. I'm super shy actually. <laughs> it's a big thing for me to be speaking now, but I thought I really want to, to say hi. And um, to introduce myself and ask one question, um, because I start with the, with the course um, beginning of this year, and I had a lot of resistance at the beginning. I took the book a couple of times and then I, I stopped a couple of times until um, I started praying and I asked to meet a community. And, um, and then I had the chance to meet by chance, Kirstin and Frank. And that was for me very, very special. I started crying when I saw, look into the eyes of Kirstin and I was really shocked by my reaction it was really like wow something beyond i saw something really beyond and really something that's touched me so yeah here i am that's my first online retreat that i'm doing and um uh since i started with the course it's been um yeah i saw some transformation and Above all, it's like I've kind of not awakening and seeing that I've been living my life very like like this, very narrow, and now have the impression that I'm seeing like wow, there's a whole world and there's the whole. It's like because I'm 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 finding another place inside me. It's like I'm seeing it also outside of me now, and um, I I just want to be of service and to awaken and to be with the community and I'm seeing that my life is absolutely not in alignment with who I'm I'm awakening to be or I don't know how to express that and I'm seeing that a lot of choices that I've been doing in my life have been 
um, out of fear. That was disguised as practicality, but that was actually out of fear. And um, I'm between two worlds now that I don't know how to take decisions. And I feel really kind of trapped by myself in fear to make change, changes. And I don't know how, what would be the next move in, in my life. And I don't know how to, I'm realizing I don't know how to make decision with the heart of decision, as you say, letting Jesus having the, for me, it's, I would love to change things in my life to be like more in alignment, but I don't know how to, what would be the next move, how to take a decision that is, how not to take a decision, how this, let the decision be taken. Yeah, maybe mm -hmm. like a retreat or a devotional stay. Mm -hmm. There's been so much orchestration over the last how many six months or six or seven months uh, uh, with with Frank, who you met, and myself, and and Emily, and Lisa, and a lot of others. But but there's a is a mind training center over there in Europe uh, that is on the island of Mallorca. Uh, that's on the western part of the island where you can actually fill out a devotional stay application and maybe you want to just splash in for for a month um a month or two in in a in a setting that really is set up to help you listen to go within and to start to see that yeah some of those practical things that you were considering as your life were actually keeping you locked up uh in your mind and you actually want to bounce some ideas off of Mighty Companions, be in an environment where you're living with those that have dedicated their life to this, uh, even just for a short period of time. It just can be a huge mind-opener experience. And then if, if a month is even too much to consider, then uh, yeah, a, a week-long retreat, like the one in Holland, there's a castle in the south part of Holland where will be uh, just immersing with a, a group of maybe somewhere between 150, 200 or some people all immersed in this purpose, uh, doing voice liberation, doing movies, meditations, maybe a trust walk or uh, all kinds of practical sessions where you're around you know, a large group of people that are all very focused on this mind expansion and um, so there's opportunities uh, right around the corner, starting uh, anytime really this summer for a devotional stay in Mallorca, and then also uh, I'd say October 6th mm -hmm. to the 13th uh, in Holland at this beautiful castle. So that's what I would say. It comes to mind right away if you want to just jump right into the swimming pool. <laughs> Yeah, when you said with mighty companions, that's very something that, oh wow, that brings my heart to sing when you say when you say mighty companions. That's really something I've been really praying for. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Helen. Good to see you. Good to see you, Helen. <laughs> lovely. Mm. Very lovely.
Okay, next hand is Mandy Solk. Go ahead, Mandy. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Oh, hi. Oh, gosh. Oh, dear. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> I love you both so much. I'm very, very happy to, to be here. It's been amazing. Um, yeah, uh, basically, I... I um, Oh gosh, I don't know where to start. I, I wanted to ask a, a question, David. Is that um, you see? Um, I, I I just feel like very bad because I've wasted a lot of years because I came across the Course in Miracles. I know you've heard this many times, you know, a lot of years ago, and then I skimmed through it and just didn't honour it. And then about two or three years ago, I. I, I, you know, I, I went through it, but this time I did it day by day and with much more respect. And um, but it still didn't take. And 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 um, in the meantime, all the years I've been a Christian scientist uh, and followed Taoism, Buddhism, and all sorts. And and then um, and then um, I I came across somebody by chance who happened to be sort of having a course in miracles group just up the road from me which was just amazing and uh, and when I was there somebody just quickly I still didn't know about you but somebody mentioned I married a mystic you see and uh, so I immediately got the book cursor because you know, and I wanted to know who the mystic was <laughs> and, gosh I am so glad I I've, I'm loving the book I'm stretching it out I'm still not finished it yet even though I started it you know weeks and weeks ago because I'm just loving it so much I don't want to finish it <laughs> And 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 I and I and I've restarted doing the course of miracles. Um, really, like I've never done it before because I realised what was missing every time was I didn't have a teacher. So mm. since um, you know, so now what I do is every day I listen to you reading the lesson and I save all the videos one by one and really repeat i mean i'm just doing it in a completely different way and and everything that i ever learned about non-duality and illusion and everything it's like i think um you know I, so when i would go to a teaching i didn't have any questions and really this was a, an arrogance which i didn't see as an arrogance but i do now because i realized that um, I, yeah, I'd, I, intellectually, I couldn't argue with anything about the world, but experientially, I, I wasn't. And, and um, so I've, it's really great because I feel this time like totally different with you as with you as my teacher. It's like all this arrogance and everything has gone away. It's it's dissolved. There's just such an openness and I'm so in awe of everybody here all the beautiful participants and Jason and his open-hearted showing of how he feels and and all it's just beautiful I'm so grateful so so my question is is that so how like I'm every day um you know I'm I'm reading the text with you and I and, and I'm doing the lessons and I'm doing and then I read it again. I'm doing it again and again all through the day I'm really doing it again but when you say that you'd over eight years you were studying it I was just wondering 
how you studied it. For instance, would you like take one of the lessons and just spend maybe days just on that lesson? And um, so it, that's my question, really. And I'm so grateful to be here. I love you so much. Can I can I give you a virtual hug? Yeah. I'll just listen now. Thank you so very much. I love you so much. Thank you, Mandy. Thank you so much. When I was reading the book um, at the very beginning for eight eight hours a day, it wasn't consecutive hours. What it was was, and and since you have a a background in Christian science and the Tao and Buddhism and and really have uh, really uh, given yourself over with your curiosity into these beautiful studies, uh, I actually used, did the same thing. I was pretty well versed in a lot of the different teachings, but I used the, the course book as an oracle. So I would uh, have my little single course book paperback, and I would actually just pray and f- allow a question to formulate in my mind, and I would open up my oracle, and my eyes would light on a particular sentence or passage, and it would be the perfect answer for me. So this was prior to me like really tuning in and hearing Jesus speaking directly directly to me and guiding my days and everything. This was like opening up my channel, my own uh, channel to Jesus by using the book as an oracle. And uh, first it started with the course itself. And then, then after I immersed myself in doing this and I would get so excited, I would read on. That's how I would be spending eight hours a day because I would get so excited about the the answer and I would re, I would so curious I would read on, but it wasn't in a structured way at the beginning at all. I wasn't um, I wasn't doing the lessons. I was more just using it as an oracle. And then I came to a point to, like you're doing to give myself over to the lessons. And sometimes I would stay with the lesson for some days uh, because. It was so powerful. It was so impactful for me. And he just gives the instruction, you know, as, as best you can, don't do more than one lesson a day. Uh, and, and as best you can, transfer the training to everything uh, that you meet during the day. But there is no instruction about uh, not staying with a lesson uh, if it really is very impactful for you. Uh, I did that with that, that lesson. I rest in God. When I got to, I rest in God. I was just like, oh my gosh! I I just let it uh, wash over me for days um, because I was so taken by the experience. So it's highly individualized. But I would say, um, you know, it, it's mainly putting it into practice. It has to be very relevant to you and very practical to you, and not so much ritualistic or, uh, uh, you know, concerned with structure. Even the course itself, as you go through the workbook, it, the structure loosens in there and you're, you're guided more towards what Jesus calls the highest form of meditation. Try not to think of anything. <laughs> so that's not a visualization at all. That's just like, a, but you have to work your way into that. So thank you, Helen. Thank you for sharing that. It's very, very dear. Happy to meet you. <laughs> She's right in the middle. Yeah. By Mary the Mystic. Yeah, it's wonderful, Andy. <laughs>
Okay, another hand is uh, from Ernestine. Go ahead, Ernestine. Hello, everybody. Hello, David. Hello, Kirsten. Hi, Hi Ernestine. Hi. This retreat is such a gift. Now, I feel so grateful. I got a prompt register for this retreat last Monday after um, we spent a weekend with a small group of people in Holland who want, who want to start a, a community and practicing and studying course together. And the thing that came up uh, is that, that we feel that this is not going to work unless we all hear the Holy Spirit and we hear what's, what's going on. Um, so we tried <laughs> and <laughs> well, I found that with most people, um, we were, we just weren't sure what we were hearing, <laughs> whether we were hearing ego as it was always talking first or whether we were hearing Holy Spirit, um, and didn't, didn't really get resolved this weekend. So next day again, uh, um, uh, and mail or uh, on Facebook, this retreat was coming past. So immediately I said, I must go to this retreat because I can learn something. <laughs> and it was so helpful, and so clear. Have I what you said the first the first day when you put the purpose first? You ask every time, what is it for? And I so often tend to forget that I think, think I know what it is for, but I don't. <laughs> but that was really, really very helpful. And I felt, felt so grateful. And then Jason came with his film, which made it clear to me that, that you really, that I really have to go all the way and commit myself completely <laughs> to, to Jesus. And this final, final session, puts the cherry on the cake where, where I, it was so clear that I don't have to worry about any outcome whatsoever. Just, just be. And my heart is getting so wide and I'm getting so excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fantastic. So I only want to say thank you. Thank uh, you for this retreat. It's fantastic. <laughs> Oh, I feel it when you see that. I'm like, whoa, I can feel. I'll hack you in reality in October, I hope. <laughs> when we see you all. It's <laughs> lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I love you. In the thank scene. you. Thank you. That's how practical it starts off with uh, the idea to form a community, and it ends up in the retreat with. I just don't have to be concerned about the outcomes. I just can put the purpose out front and, and enjoy the ride. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it this moment. Yeah. That's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Maybe we'll try one more, Jeff, and then, oh my gosh, there's so many uh, questions that we can address, but let's, let's go with another live Live question or digital hand? Okay, uh, that would be Grace. Go ahead, Grace. Hi. Um, Hi, Grace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Hi. I, I just wanted to say hello and uh, introduce myself. 
And so um, I actually um, ran across A Course in Miracle about uh, six years ago. But at that time, I just, you know, uh, practiced only three lessons. And um, I put it aside because somehow the text itself was not uh, comprehensible to me. And so, but then about uh, three years ago, that's when um, I started to, uh, to look for it again. And that's because I was just, you know, experiencing a lot of, uh, you know, issues, not understanding why I was having, you know, struggles with life. And, um, and just, you know, things were not making sense in my life. I, I was, uh, you know, struggling. And um, I remember there was a time when I'm like, where is my creator? <laughs> where is he? Because this is just not making sense. And so um, that's when I, started, I, I realized that I needed to go back to A Course in Miracle because um, I remembered at that time that that was the only book that actually gave me peace when I was going over the lessons. And so, um, and so about... Um, uh, so I actually started studying it again and that was, you know, so that was about uh, three years ago. And so in, um, in January this year, um, that's when um, I just, you know, decided that I needed to, to, to understand it more because I realized just how much peace uh, this book was giving me, especially the lessons. And so I get to, at that, you know, at this time, that's when I get to see, um, uh, David's lessons and um, so I started you know um, watching the lessons and then in March of this year I decided to um, to contact him and then I decided to uh, to visit uh, the community and so I actually went to Mexico um, in March and so it was just really exciting just to be to be there um, when I was there I at that moment I really did not understand the meaning of all that I just you know it was just like okay I'm just here uh, I'm trying to see what other people are interpreting a course in miracle and, and you know what it really means to be in a community so you know it just you know, there was a lot of emotions going on at that time, and I really did not really um, just realize the meaning of, what, of it all. And then it was not until after I, you know, I stepped back, that's when, um, you know, and then just, you know, started, you know, going back to my everyday life, that's when I, you know, realized that, you know, that, that trip was, was very uh, healing to me, because it, it this was a, it was a different encounter because, um, you know, I, I was more peaceful when I, when, I, when I went there and I am more peaceful now. And so in essence, it, I realized that it has helped me to understand uh, the Holy Spirit more than before when I w was reading the course uh, on my own. And so... Um, and so it was great. And so after that, I, you know, I get in touch with uh, a member of um, um, uh, uh, livingmiracles.org. 
And so um, I started the course with her on one-on-one. -on -one. And so that was very healing. That was very helpful. And so she uh, actually almost like pushed me to go to, uh, to visit uh, the website. Um, and so this is where I got introduced to, um, to, to, to a study group. The, uh, this, is, this moment is your miracle uh, study group. And so, um, so I joined this, you know, study group. And so now I am um, studying it. And it's really great just, you know, to see all of us uh, growing uh, spiritually. And, and it has been just really helpful, just reinforcing, if anything else, um, about a course in miracle. So, um, so just, you know, I just wanted to say thank you. I just wanted to be, uh, to be grateful. Um, now, you know, just what you are sharing this morning um that they you know this is more you know based on the movie and that this is more playful and i can just share that in my um my own journey uh in my own path this has been an interesting path <laughs> for me um because uh this is this is now my second uh uh career in medical field um, initially, I was a pharmacist, and so um, five years into uh, pharmacy practice, you know, it just became so, so difficult for me to go to work because, um, you know, I kept asking myself, where is the joy in the work that I, I am doing? Um, I remember a time, um, there was a time that, you know, I got um, off my car. Actually, I was about to get off my car at the parking lot as I was going to work. As I was actually, I was at work and trying to get into the store, which was really in the hospital. Our pharmacy was in the hospital. And I remember I just started <laughs> crying. I'm like, mm -hmm. I just don't understand this. This just doesn't make sense. Why don't I have joy in what I am doing? So, I mean, it was so painful just to go to work every single day and, and not really finding the joy. It was just like, I just could not figure out what the meaning of everything, the work that I was doing with, with that meaning, what that meaning was. And, and, um, and so there just was no joy there. And so I reasoned to myself that maybe the reason I don't have joy is because I'm not, um, I'm not doing what is in, in my heart, meaning, you know, maybe the desire of my heart is different from what I am doing. So, and then that time I sensed that maybe the best way to do this uh, to, to really figure out what the desire of my heart is, is to, um, is to go back to school, to, to do something different. So I ended up going to medical school. <laughs> so I am a resident now, um, but it just has been just a really challenging journey. I mean, I mean, it's so, you know, it has been so difficult that I shared with David that, you know, I just, I'm just not sure, you know, what's, what's really going on. But I must say that after going to Mexico 
and meeting the community uh, in March. And after that time and getting to know the Holy Spirit a little bit better, that actually has been very, very helpful because now, even though things are so difficult or, you know, according to my perception, if you can call it, even though they are difficult, I can, you know, step back and I can actually talk to the Holy Spirit and I can be like, show me, what do you want me to do? <laughs> because I have no idea what I should be doing. I mean, sometimes even, you know, just being um, a physician now and, and then learning this course, uh, the way I, you know, I know it now, and the course says, you know, whatever is happening, it's not real, you know? And so then you go and see people that are actually sick. And they are telling me that this is what's happening with me. I am very sick. And so you want to scream and say, this is not real, stop it. <laughs> so then you can't, you know, but then I guess, you know, what you are saying from what I just learned today is that, you know, maybe I just need to figure out what Christ wants me to do. What is it? What is my role in this? Knowing um, what, you know, what I know now from you guys, knowing that this is not real, but what is my role? And, and how should I, how should I pray along with Christ? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Grace. Thank yeah. you. It reminds me too that, you know, like in the Matrix movie where, you know, Neo's in the Matrix movie and then that little cat comes meow and then the cat comes a second time meow and, and he's like, he notices it and, and they go, there's a glitch in the Matrix. And the first time you called me, you had my phone number, the phone rang and, and I, I didn't recognize you on caller ID, but then you typed out a message and I, I called you back and you were saying, here I am as a resident in med school and it's the strangest thing. Like, like I'm not passing my evaluations and nobody can figure it out. And, and I was thinking to myself, there's your glitch in this matrix of a world. This is your second career and, and the Holy Spirit and Jesus are are using something that's an out of pattern experience to get your attention. And now here you are, this is uh, many months after that, and you're on an online retreat. So all you have to do is just like Ernestine was saying, you don't have to worry about the outcomes and how it's gonna turn out, but just feel that love, your heart expanding. And that's just ride that out, just stay in that. and everything will appear and that little glitch in the matrix you'll look back on that and go wow i i called david uh from that one thing i couldn't figure out i i couldn't figure it out and now i it's just a crack to open my mind up so thank you grace thank you so much yeah i heard you mention the threes a couple of times it was you did you started off with the course doing three lessons and then it was three years ago that the course came, you know, back in again. It's like these threes. I just was hearing that as you were describing some of this, of what's happening. And then I was feeling almost that your experience was dovetailing into Lenny's question. Yes. So we could carry on with answering Lenny's question here. 
Yes. Um, the our tech team can put Lenny on screen, as they say in Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> Just showing that there's like, there is a plan. No, there is a plan behind it all that we can really trust in. But Lenny's question was, how can I reconcile the two different aspects of, on one hand, using everything from mind training? Hey, Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> so on one hand, using everything from mind training, which is not seeking to change things on the screen. And on the other hand, say what I need to say, being authentic, not hiding my thoughts and feelings. And when I first read this question, the serenity prayer was coming to my mind, um, which is all about, it's, it's really discernment. It's learning, what do I have control over? What do I not have any control over? And having the wisdom to know the difference. So what we do have control over is the direction of our thinking in terms of towards forgiveness, oh. towards how I'm perceiving this, towards whether I'm going to be reacting to it or pulling my mind back off the screen. That's where I do have control oh. to ask for the Spirit's interpretation and how I can be truly helpful and how I can be a miracle worker, which I feel is part of Grace's question. What is my role? What am I here for? Well, we're miracle workers, so that will always come back to our core purpose. I can choose this. And then on the other hand, what I have no control over is the world. You know, I don't have control over the external world and changing that. And then the discernment is the difference. And your question is how can I be authentic and not hide my thoughts and feelings and that's part of where I think the, the discernment comes in because on when you're <clears throat> with those into awakening, you know, who really can support no private thoughts, like don't hold back. You can share absolutely everything, anything, any emotion. And I'm with you. I know it's for forgiveness. <laughs> we know when we're with someone who can hold that space you know, and you're going to make it through. <clears throat> but often there are times when you're like in the workspace or with others where it is a discernment call of exactly you know, what, what can be spoken and what can be communicated in the moment. Like with your daughter or, mm. um, you know, with the workplace, you have to be very discerning. You, you have to let Jesus be in charge of the miracle. You can't just go like a little machine gun and, and shoot your metaphysics off and your emotions and your thoughts uh, because uh, it's not guided by Jesus. Uh, Jesus has to tell us where, where we can extend the miracle. But I know you and uh, Gertie and Stephanie are all signed up for the, the castle retreat. So like, for example, during that week, you will be able to, with your roommate or roommates or however that works out, uh, you'll be able to be very transparent. And, um, and, and all of us have had to work ourselves to a point where as we really practice the, watching the, 
the direction of our thoughts and, and really putting our mind energy into watching our thoughts, exposing our beliefs, getting in touch with our emotions. And the more that starts to purify, then seemingly what seems to be the world that surrounds us that we're perceiving starts to shift and change too, to a reflection of more allowance, more maturity, um, more depth. Uh, the whole world starts to reflect that. And I did, back in the 1990s, I did a, uh, a talk that was recorded, I think it's probably still on the internet, but it's called No Control Over the World from way back in the 1990s, which was a whole talk on the serenity prayer. And it was taken from uh, right there around the rules for decision where Jesus says in the course, you have no control over the world that you made. To the human being, that's like, what do you mean? Can't I control my weight? Can I control my breathing? Or like the mystics, my heart rate? Can I control my circumstances, um, my work environment, my home environment? Sometimes you may think you have control over the world, and then your beautiful little daughter comes bounding through the door to say, actually, that's not true, and I'm going to keep showing up here to teach you that you have no control over this world. You aren't a parent. You've taught yourself that you're a parent. You've taught yourself that I'm the child. I'm going to be like the, uh, instead of the Ghostbuster, I'm going to, I'm going to bust that belief it's the, if it's the last thing that I do because you share the same purpose of forgiveness. So she's showing up to crack that belief that you can have control of your environment. But imagine it in terms of a movie. Like most people know that if you go into a movie theater, um, the movie's already been shot. It's, it's already digitally mastered. Um, it's, you know, it's going to play out. You plunk down your money, you go in there, you watch the movie. Uh, but to the human beings who go into the theater, if they still have the mindset like, I'm going in and I'm going to engage in this, they tend to get caught up emotionally with what's happening uh, in the movie. They, they are not aware that it's a movie while they're watching it. In fact, they're not going to pay 10 or 15 uh, euros to uh, go sit there and go, it's just a movie, just the past. Past is over. Past is over for two hours uh, reminding themselves that they're watching a movie. That actually could be the best use of time. Jesus may actually tell you to go and do that sometime uh, because it you'll see it takes a lot of attentiveness to even remember that it's a movie because that's not what the human condition is about. So I would say that ultimately it's the discernment and also um, if your prayer of your heart is to start to get in touch with this unconscious uh, belief system, as you keep praying for healing and watching your thoughts, watching your beliefs, then watch Jesus arrange time and space uh, for your healing. And this has happened throughout the years. Actually, uh, Mary Baker Eddy uh, had a child, a, a boy, and she then got into this uh, science and health with Key to the Scriptures, writing this book, which took her many years to finish with edits and everything. 
and she got so sick initially that they took her child away from her and and placed him with a foster family all the way out to I think Oklahoma so that she could deliver this thing called science and health with key to the scriptures which took years literally her child even was removed from her perception uh, for her task that's an extreme case uh, and most people are not uh, facing those things but I have to say that Mary Baker Eddy had a very deep uh, calling and a very deep devotion and that's just an extreme Argo example with Mary Baker Eddy of how time and space will be arranged for you to complete uh, your part in the plan. In this new part, we're given assignments. Uh, our Mendez character never thought he'd be going to Iran. You know, they were saying when he was making the fake movie, what country are you shooting this in? And the, the guy suggested a few countries and he said, actually, would you make it the boards to look more like Iran. He said, do you watch the news? <laughs> like, are you crazy? You gotta be kidding me. You, of all countries in the world, you don't think you're gonna be uh, doing this in Iran, you know, at this time, which was the hotbed of the whole world. So it, it just shows you that if you really have the faith to watch your thoughts and practice the mind training, then you can do like Ernestine said, just really focus on the moment. What is, it that, what is it for right now for me? And then trust that you don't have to actually control the circumstances of the world. There's something very relaxing in that. Thank you. Thank you, Lenny. Beautiful question. Yeah. Talk about going down the rabbit hole. That's a practicality question. I think we've come to the end of our time. And we, do you feel you complete, or can, one more? We could go. If you let's look at the ones we've got here. I think Aman had sent in a follow-up question, but it was more of a of a this circumstance of living versus that, with the pros and cons. But to me. Um, we're going very deep into the purpose and not yeah. comparing uh, actually situations, but but actually going into the mind and looking looking at what is the calling. How about that one with um, Mariana's question? Yes. With purpose within the relationship yes. context, with the beliefs. Of, um, you want to read that out? Sure, Mariana. Castaneda, Castaneda, from Texas. I'll read, I'll start reading your question while the, the guys find you. I'm grateful to have this space to share what is in my heart. I have this issue around relationships that's been coming up a lot for me lately. I, <laughs> I'm in a relationship with someone who's still in constant contact with an ex-partner. And I felt this fear of being lied to and betrayed come up for me constantly. I see how I try and build the case and seemingly found evidence of a lie. Even after having a discussion with my partner, I still see how I seem to be unwilling to accept that he's telling me the truth. I want to allow my partner to be as he is and let go of the form and trust him fully. I do want to continue to hold on to this and want to give it up 
oh, I do not want to continue to hold on to this and want to give it up fully for healing. Any guidance is appreciated. Yeah. It so. kind of reminds me on the first night when Kirsten was sharing that under the Holy Spirit's teaching, every relationship is a total commitment. That's, I think that's in, Jesus spends like nine chapters out of 31 on the issue of relationships from chapter 15 to 24. So there's no topic that Jesus gives more attention to in the whole book than, than what you're asking. So in other words, if Jesus gives nine chapters, he's, he's really saying behind it, like, oh, my precious child, you know, you are... Are, are facing something and being tricked and deceived by something that is so ingenious and so tricky that the ego has made up a substitution for love, kind of like the Madonna song. Shall I wait for you, a substitute for love, a substitute for love. And so when it comes to issues like commitment, it comes to fidelity, it, I obviously... Uh, I think your whole question is really based on trust. Um, that's like the key thing right there. And trust, Jesus describes in the Manual for Teachers, is the, is the bedrock. It's the one characteristic that all of the rest of the other nine characteristics of a teacher of God are dependent on the trust. And when trust goes, he says, all the rest will go. Even if you're, you're somewhat honest and consistent and tolerant and generous and open-minded they'll all just go like a bowling alley uh, when the when the lead pin is hit those other pins are going to go because without trust then you won't be able to experience god's love uh, as who you are so to me your question is pointing to a radically different approach to relationships than any of us have have known uh, even that Argo moment we shared earlier with Kirsten and I where we're guided by Jesus to use the symbol of rings and marriage and everything and then after I get my ring from Jesus Kirsten's off walking on the beach and she comes back and oh, I just had this wonderful encounter with this uh, man and he kissed me all over on the cheeks and I'm like thinking Okay, Jesus, what, what kind of a, a symbol we got going on? You get me a marriage ring, and the first thing I get on the beach is I've been kissed by another man. But, but you see, this is what we're, we're going into. Uh, with your partner in communication with his ex, you know, or basically what you're coming to is there's such a fear of loss of love that most people on the planet would say, well, Marianne, I can totally relate to what she's talking about there because there's usually all kinds of rules and agreements and things that are built about, you know, no contact with the ex or um, making sure that if there is contact that it's what did you talk about and, and let's be very open, but it's like a, it's a highly charged area because of that fear of loss. 
And what Jesus is asking us to do is he's asking us to make a commitment to let him use time and space to bring up our fears and doubts and insecurities so that we can expose them and, and give them over to the light. And he's basically saying the reason we need such a strong commitment, like in the movie Argo, is the Holy Spirit has to show us a new way of looking at the world where we see that everybody has always been playing their part perfectly, and it was only our fragmented perception that was bringing us fear. It was only the filter we were looking at the world, the darkened glass that's talked about in Corinthians and the Bible. That was the, the only problem. And, and we learned to have faith and trust in the sense that we want to see everybody playing their part perfectly, like the setting the goal section in the course. If you put, if you put that peace and that harmony and that love out in front, and you really want that peace above all else, then you'll see that everyone and everything that happens in the situation is perfectly provided for you. And it's only the ego that's going to try to break the situation apart and say, this X is a threat. Um, or my partner, uh, me allowing my partner <laughs> to go forward with these communications is foolish and it's a threat when actually the ego is the only threat in the mind. There are no external threats. There's nothing in this world that can give us peace, and there's nothing in this world that can take it away. So it's, I think right now, it's like, it just shows your level of commitment and maturity uh, in this spiritual pathway for you to be able to, to say, this, this is happening for a purpose. This is not uh, an inconvenient or a dangerous circumstance. This is actually happening for a purpose. And as Lainey's question was, you still can speak up and, and talk to your partner. Uh, when I first started getting into the Course, I started to see that Jesus was saying, yeah, you need to be honest. Don't be acting for everybody else's approval. Uh, don't be hiding and stuffing your emotions, David, all the time because you're afraid people are not going to unfriend you or walk out on you. If you're con so concerned about your boss at work and you're so concerned with your friends and everything that you're walking on eggshells all the time trying to stuff down these feelings, he said, you're not going to heal. Uh, if you're in such a people-pleasing mode. And so I feel like when relationships come to us, relationship assignments, I see that as given by Jesus. I, I always take it on with full honor, but I also see that, that I'm not going to try to hide aspects of my mind and pretend and wear some kind of a mask to be in the relationship uh, so I won't lose the relationship but I lose my, my sense of wholeness. I lose my integrity. I lose my, my sense of, of, of who I really am by playing a role. And I just decided I will do whatever it takes to, to have integrity and to start to face these emotions and, and heal.
And I think that's what this book, I Married a Mystic, is about. It's like when Kirsten came, she, she had such devotion to doing this, and yet she couldn't, she still had these emotions coming up. Because I remember we were in South America, I think we were in Cali, and there were so many intense emotions coming that she started thinking about her ex-partner from, was it New England? From England. This ex-partner came up in her mind, and then she started to say, it's getting pretty intense here with you here in South America, and this, this uh, Argo story is getting a little too intense, but I am thinking a lot about my ex-partner and he's looking really attractive. And I said, really? I said, I said, okay, well, this seems important to talk about. So I said, tell me more. And she told me his name and she told me about their relationship and what she was hoping for and searching for. And she's saying, you know, it's, it's actually, I don't know, I'm wondering whether I should be with him. I should see him. Uh, not just talk to him, but but see him and everything. And I said, so where is he from England? I said, well, I just want you to feel the freedom to, you're going for healing and everything. So I said, let's just go to the internet here and let's just look up some flights to England for you. If you really, really feel that that's important in your life, I love you and trust you that much. And that was the allowance that I this Holy Spirit and Jesus gave, setting up the whole thing with the rings, we're down in South America, and even saying, if it helps you to look up tickets to go fly to see your ex, you see how different that is from the ego's view of like, guard and protect the, the relationship that you have in an exclusive way, uh, because the ego is like, this is the best you can go for, is, is to fall in love with a person. The, Jesus is saying there's an agape love, there's an unconditional, universal love that, that comes with trust. And it was so beautiful, because once you had that allowance, oh, that was it. It you was, know? and yeah, and he wrote to me as I was thinking about him. It was like I hadn't spoken to him for two years and he wrote to me right as I was saying, wow, is this unfinished business? And then after a couple of email communications, I could feel like, oh no, it's the past. It's not real. It's not, it's not real. But David's trust in trusting the plan, all he wants is God's plan and he trusts Jesus completely. And I'm part of that. I'm included in the trusting of the plan that I'm going to be listening and I'm going to be following. And so no matter how much allowance is given, it's like that's where the safety lies, is that we'll keep coming back to what we really want above all else. So yeah, I just felt so honored. And so you can breathe when that's there. So it's a gift that you're, you're allowing that. And then the other thing that was coming to me was um, Sperry. I don't know if you've come across Sperry yet. Okay, this is an awesome tool. Because <laughs> for you, obviously, the belief in betrayal is coming up, the belief in perhaps like deception or whatever else, whatever those core beliefs are that are being brought up. Um, the instrument for peace is a, like a 12-step written out process that um, came to David through working with the course many years ago and then 
it's now been put into a um, an app like a digital app and basically go to Sperry.ai, just Google Sperry.ai and and it just takes you through this counseling process starting off with your perception like what is what is it that's in your mind right now what is the situation be specific and then it takes you through and how do you feel how do you feel what are your thoughts and it just takes you deeper deeper what is the core belief and what are you where is the control where is the expectation that you would want things to be different and when you get right down to here then you can really get down to where is the forgiveness in my mind that I need to see how is this reinforcing who I believe I am in the world that you know, that this is all playing out so really helpful tool to help because when you can well, you already know what the beliefs are that you're dealing with right now and so just having a tool that can help you explore it and see it so that then when it comes to the communications with your partner you can come from a place of um, of the serenity prayer you know you're not coming to control him in the communication you're coming from here's my healing here's what I want to communicate with you about truly so, yes, thank like, you thank you thank you Marianne because it's like it's gone for a circle Deborah was talking at the beginning on Friday night about the, the instrument for peace and I was mentioning Spiri and now we even have a, a you can either go to Facebook Spiri your spiritual assistant and you can do it by sending Spiri uh, a message uh, saying um, I'm a little bit anxious about uh, uh, my boyfriend's communication with the ex and, and Spiri's like, okay, how can I help you? And then Spiri will work with you either on Facebook as, as a, an app uh, or what do they call it, a, a bot. bot. Or you could, if you have a, a smartphone, like a, I think it's, uh, it's iOS, like if you have an iPhone, you can download uh, Spiri to your phone and do it that way. Or now, with Google Assistant, um, uh, you can it it can be verbal. I'm feeling uncomfortable. Hi, Spiri. I'm feeling uncomfortable and anxious about uh, my boyfriend's communication. Okay, then Spiri will talk right back to you uh, and and say, Okay, would you like to explore this more deeply? Yes, I would. What are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling betrayal. I'm feeling anxiety. I'm, Okay, then Spiri, it's a, it's a conversation with, with an app that's been programmed by my teachings so that it's a conversational exploration. And we actually have people all over the world, some of them who've never heard of A Course in Miracles or don't even believe in Jesus, but they are using this conversational, almost like uh, the ancient Greeks with their... their uh, dyads and their, you know, conversations to explore the nature of what this world is through discussions. That's mm. what Spiri does. It's yeah, like a... Yeah, it helps just get some, breathe some air yeah. into yes. your mind <laughs> so you can invite the spirit in and really look upon it rather than be in it. Yeah, so. yeah. And the thing about it is the, it's the practical application because these feelings, I understand for you, can come up 
maybe even on a regular basis because it can seem like the threat is imminent. And then to do these instruments for peace or these Spiri uh, sessions, we have people in our community uh, that for, for some time now have been using instrument for peace and Spiri. And um, instead of having like big sessions or lots of counseling, hun hundreds of hours of counseling, uh, for me, it's the way Jesus is saying, you know, I got this, David. You can go and meditate now and uh, let Spiri take over your uh, load of counseling. <laughs> and uh, it's, the Spiri is very effective. <laughs> so I've been replaced by bots and I've apps. Been, I've been replaced <laughs> by bots and apps now and, and quite enjoying that and, and seeing that people get happy and light up and, and that it's working in their lives is just, to me, that's the dedication to practical application, not just keeping it as a theory. Yeah. yeah. Goodness, what a helpful thing. Yeah, thank you, Mariana, lovely to thank meet you. you. Thank yeah, you. Thank you for sharing your question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I think we have had a beautiful Beautiful experience with this whole uh, listening, the art of listening retreat, and, and it has been humbling for all of us. And, and there's something about this looking into each other's eyes and, and facing things this deeply and intimately that's beautiful. It's, uh, it is a, a group of mighty companions that have a very sincere devotion to peace of mind. And and we love you, and I, I love all the new faces. AC, I see you there. AC's, I remember us back there in 2008, uh, over 10 years ago, a decade ago, going through this. Here we are. We're still mighty companions, waking up with Jesus' help, and, and all of you are welcome to, uh, to participate. Also, too, we mentioned Spiri and instrument for peace, but there are so many tools and resources uh, freely available on the internet that it's like, it's almost like you're a little child that's coming down on Christmas morn and you are wondering if Santa Claus left anything under the tree and you come down in your little PJs and it's before anyone's up and you go into the living room and your eyes get really big as saucers because there's so many presents under that tree. And for those of you that are fairly new with us, we have put so many resources on the internet and, and through books and music. music. You know, we have huge music ministry. Meditations. Meditations. Uh, what did we do? A trust? We have a, a trust, CD. trust CD. Yeah. I think that's even available. What's that? Uh, famous uh, app now that they have for music. Bandcamp. Bandcamp, but I mean or, the real big one. Oh, Spotify? Spotify. Our, Kirsten and I did a, a trust meditation uh, years ago, and actually it's on Spotify. Mm -hmm. I, I found it there uh, some weeks ago. Okay, and great. So it's just, it's, a, a lot of my teachings now, they're on iTunes, they're on Spotify, they're on Spreaker. YouTube, uh, what are some of those other ones? Uh, Bandcamp, um, 
I can't even think of all. There's just so many. There are more presents under that Christmas tree that are just freely available. Just there, and all you have to do is go dive in like that little child and unwrap, just unwrap them, tear the paper off of them, fling the ribbons, and just dive in, uh, because that's that's what it is. Fava's been putting. Uh, her music, her music yeah. up. It just, it's like it's like this God, the Spirit is just raining down with all of this light and all of these gifts. I mean, seventy songs she's received, seventy songs in a year and a half. I mean, that's a lot of love for all of us <laughs> to receive through here. It's it, these are just it's like the witnessing to to the light coming through the mind now. It's just everywhere because we're. We're so loved and there's so much inner work that's being done, so much forgiveness to clear the blocks away that we can now receive you know, all of this. Yeah, so, yeah. There's a site called yeah. musicofchrist.net where I have all these uh, amazing songs on there. You can freely listen to it, but, but also a woman who joined with me years ago, uh, back in the 1990s, um, she joined her mind with my mind, and all of a sudden the angels started sending through all this free music, deep teachings, and it turned into actually a whole pathway of God. If you go to musicofchrist.net, her name was Resta, and and there's like, I think, over 100 250. And, over 250 songs from the angels. To me, if you like music, and, and you're you really just want to put on your earphones or earbuds and you want to just be lit up through the music, that's a whole pathway to God. 250 songs from directly from the angels, channeled from the angels. Maybe your eyes get, eyes get tired reading the course, but maybe you like music. Well, plug into that. Jesus will or load you in there with 250. And then Svava's is an un, ongoing thing. Just, I know... Uh, Mike Brahman Brumfield was saying that there's a course group that is playing, playing the music, playing, singing, playing, songs playing and singing Svava's songs at the Course in Miracles meetings. How lovely, you know? Who thought the Course in Miracles meeting could turn out like that, all singing together these profound songs? So, you know, you can see how it's just flowering. The, the gifts are just abundant. There's a, and all you have to do is just tap in. Uh, that's why I always say people just, when they write me questions anymore, I say, I say, oh, I've got an issue with, around guilt or jealousy. I said, just Google my name with, with guilt and jealousy or something. <laughs> you, get a, you get a whole page full of, of things that answer you. Use Google as the Holy Spirit. Use Google as, uh, as Jesus. I just got a, one of these little Google mini homes. So all I have to do is, is say, hey, Google, and this activates this thing. And they told me during my session the other day that I mentioned Google on the session, and they were in the other room, and this little Google device activated when it heard my voice, which is trained to say Google. Uh, so <laughs> as I'm doing my session, my watch is activated and that. Everything's connected. Yeah, it's all connected. It's all Jesus. Jesus is just going to flood into your mind in ways that you can't even imagine. You're going to be beamed up 
and lift it up and have a life that you never dreamed of and never imagined uh, just by your willingness, just by your saying, yes, I want to heal. Yes, I want peace. Watch out. The miracles are going to come. The dam will break and the ego will be uh, seemingly overwhelmed uh, and taken over by the light because that's light wants to be known <laughs> and there's nothing that can stop it. <laughs> so, so it's just beautiful. We just love you so much. We're so glad you're, you're with us on this journey. And we're so with you. And I wish I could hug you all. Uh, maybe I'll get the chance at some point. But right now all I can do is give a, a virtual hug. <laughs> a big virtual <laughs> hug. <laughs> oh. Cats included. Cats included. Thank you. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Love you all. Mm. Oh. oh, so touching. Love you, love you, love you, love you, love you. <laughs>